Hey guys, welcome back to Stripped Astrology with Sarah. Today we are going to be talking about the relationship dynamic between the Gemini man and the Scorpio woman. So the Gemini man, like from the first time he lays eyes on his Scorpio woman, he's going to be very aware of her sexual magnetism and he's going to believe that all other men want her. And she's going to be aware of this and she's going to fucking love this. And from first sight, you know, the Scorpio woman is going to be very intrigued by the Gemini man who seems to her you know to be so full of life and along with his intellectual curiosity and competence in so many areas of life this really sparks her interest and when it comes to the way the Scorpio woman is in conversation the Gemini man kind of views her to be the more serious type sometimes he can even think she's a bit daunting or like even scary as she keeps kind of drawing him in with her notorious poker face. But she doesn't reveal the fact that her heart is actually racing, you know, and she's getting butterflies from being around him. And he, in turn, you know, becomes even more so the jokester than he already is, hoping to, like, relieve that tension of hers by making her smile. So Scorpio woman, she's co-ruled by the planet Pluto. Uh, Pluto is named after the god of the underworld, being Hades, and Scorpio woman draws on the mythical female counterpart of Pluto, which is Persephone. I talked about Persephone in my Scorpio woman episode, but for those of you who didn't hear it, let me give you like a brief summary of who Persephone was. So Persephone was originally named Kor, and Kor was the virgin goddess that belonged to the sign of Virgo. But when Hades, god of the underworld, kidnapped Kor and brought her down to the underworld, he in turn corrupted her innocence. And then she transformed, you know, using Pluto's death and reincarnation energy into a goddess named Persephone. And that was the end of Kor. And Persephone was the opposite of Kor. You know, Kor was like the virgin pure type and Persephone was like the dark and devilish type. So Persephone was like an ice queen with a very seductive demeanor who all the gods and humans feared as she was the one who like decided the gods and humans fate of like where they would spend the rest of their eternity. So Persephone is like what represents the Scorpio woman in Greek mythology. So just like Persephone, you know, that Scorpio woman has that come to me, you know, seductive demeanor. And then Gemini, which is ruled by the uh, planet Mercury, draws on the archetype of Mercury's god. And Mercury's god was that eternal trickster who also had the distinction of being the only immortal that could actually descend into Persephone's palace of the dead. So he was the only one who could actually pass between the land of the living and the land of the underworld in Greek mythology. So he was often the one to do Persephone's bidding for her. So she would like tell him, okay, I want you to do this and this and this and he would go up and go back and do it he was like her little death angel you know so the reason i explained these two archetypes to you is because this relationship of persephone and the trickster god is mirrored in the Scorpio woman and the Gemini man's relationship, you know, in the sense that she looks to him as like a link to the brighter and happier world, you know, as the trickster God was the only one that could go to the underworld into the palace of the dead. So he was really Persephone's link to the outside world, you know, in turn using him to do her bidding. So while the Scorpio woman views the Gemini man that way, she naturally inspires him to explore his own psychology or like re 
read between the lines of a situation. So Gemini, you know, indeed feels that Scorpio's like trance-like stare can see right through him. So when entering a relationship with the Scorpio woman, the Gemini man senses that he will have an intense experience with her. And Scorpio rules Gemini's astrological sixth house of everyday responsibilities. So that means that she's going to provide him with a daily list of them, just like Persephone, you know, had the trickster god do all her dirty work as well. You know, the sixth house also rules habits, which will make sure to have him break all his bad habits. It also rules unconscious behavior, which she will make him face the root cause of all his unconscious behaviors. And the sixth house also represents hard work, which he instantly and instinctively knows that this relationship will be hard work for him for sure. Even from the start, it's going to be evident. But he still enters the relationship for that very reason. You know, he senses that he will become transformed through this bond and that the changes will be for the better. You know, besides the erotic energy between these two is very mind-blowing, but since, you know, Gemini rules Scorpio's astrological eighth house, which is the house her own sign governs, and that is the house of sex and other such experiences, you know, where two people become one, sharing that on the deepest level. So on the surface, Scorpio sees the Gemini guy as some kind of sex toy to her, you know, even if the relationship doesn't work out, she will have no regrets on the sexual Front. Though removing herself from this relationship, if she chooses to, is not going to be easy. Since the Scorpio woman is naturally like inclined to take possession of the Gemini man, since she has, you know, that spider woman type way to her, and he is just like that little love bug that's going to be caught in her psychic trap. But it can be too intense for that buzzy and fun loving Gemini who like thrives on variety in his life experience and really isn't used to letting the woman he's with like wear the pants in the relationship even when she makes it a daily routine to get into his so he's very much a mommy's boy too and he's close to his siblings you know if he has any but while Scorpio tends to want to take Gemini away from all that, as, you know, she's the type of woman, like I mentioned in the Scorpio woman episode, that comes in and, like, mothers her men, you know, while pushing their, like, original biological mother away and her, in turn, taking, like, that mom's place. She also wants her man's full attention. So for this to work, like, that Gemini man has to have, like, a lot of earth signs in his birth chart in order to make this relationship really work long term. So sexually, it can become like the Gemini's obsession to try to please the Scorpio woman who like expects the world from her lover and isn't easily satisfied. But in this relationship, she really admires the Gemini man so much that she isn't going to be like cracking the whip here like as hard as she does with other men. Uh, men like in fact you know she's going to be more focused on like giving than receiving when it comes to sex between her and her gemini man you know scorpio sees him as somewhat like an innocent boy and even if she doesn't have much sexual experience before like getting into this relationship she's still gonna be like in expert adjustment mode like you know forever wanting to appear experienced Meanwhile, the Gemini man is willing to participate in any kind of sexual 
play in this relationship. You know, he's willing to try anything. So this makes the Scorpio woman want to come up with like new and exciting suggestions to explore and try. You know, whereas other women, you know, might let the Gemini man like off of the hook after he's reached his own orgasm. That fucking Scorpio woman will not let him roll over until she screams. Like from the beginning of this sexual relationship, she's going to keep like notes in her head on like his, you know, strengths and weaknesses in bed and like in turn kind of deprive him of like any such pleasures that may make him come too soon. And even if that means applying some pain in the process, like, yes, I know this is fucking evil, but, you know, like, let him be like, why you have to torture him like that? But, you know, this is true for Scorpio men as well. You know, they have the habit of like making sure their woman doesn't reach orgasm until she literally can't take it anymore. Like literally bringing you to the brink of climax only to stop and then bring you there again and again and again until you're like, just let me come, you sick, power hungry motherfucker. Like maybe some people enjoy that, you know, and it's not bad, I guess, every once in a while. But it's like, just let me fucking come every now and then damn it like what the fuck you know let go of your fucking power hungry shit and let me enjoy myself so you know the scorpio woman can have a little bit of a sadistic streak and the gemini man might learn to love the world of like snm type sex but even with the most innocent and like vanilla type couple of this pairing they will for sure like be full of excitement and experimentation and it is really rare for the gemini man to like emotionally commit to such a sexually experienced woman but the scorpio woman manages to break this rule as she does with like most of his rules and all the men of the zodiac you'll realize if you listen to other compatibility she manages to break all their rules you know all extreme scenarios aside though this is definitely like an erotic pairing you know scorpio being like the more extreme of the two you know she finds pleasure in like rubbing the more easily grossed out gemini's nose in it whatever it may be and after some graphic validation for doing so, the Gemini, the Gemini man, you know, might very well nickname, you know, the Scorpio woman squirts <laughs> because she's prone to doing so. So to include this couple, you know, it's definitely an intriguing one. They're not the best of matches in the long term. And that's due to Scorpio, you know, being the most intensely focused sign in the Zodiac, while Gemini is literally the most scattered sign in the Zodiac. So Gemini, you know is at first fascinated by Scorpio's secret side however Gemini will eventually kind of feel smothered by all that intense closeness and the Scorpio woman will in turn think he's like too shallow so this couple is probably more likely to succeed if they come together in like their late 30s or even later or if there's like at least an age gap of like seven years or more Otherwise, it's more of a difficult one. But like I mentioned, you know, if he has like a lot of earth signs in his birth chart, then there's probably a better chance of it working.